Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? The Matt Mosley Show. And it is a Thursday afternoon. So much to talk about today. So much excitement. And uh, we've got the Baylor game coming up. The We may have uh, some mystery guests tomorrow that you're going to love. College game day is in Waco. And that is so exciting. We had uh, LaFonso Ellis on with us. And we'll just continue to have big-name guests throughout the week. At 420 today, we're going to be joined by the newest member of the uh, – of the USFL, the uh, the New Jersey Generals have made their selection, and so the USFL is coming back. It's going to be on Fox. I, I've I've been seeing some Baylor players get drafted. Former Baylor quarterback Zach Smith was taken as one of the quarterbacks. They've been they've been drafting these players by basically by position groups, and so they got to the wide receivers and. Um, we uh, we were able yesterday to see that the New Jersey Generals selected Chris Platt. That's right. Former Baylor receiving great Chris Platt. And that is uh, that's very exciting news. And Chris Platt was on that team that made it to uh, with Matt Rule in 2019. Almost won the Big 12 championship game against OU and played in the Sugar Bowl. And he's had some injuries and things along the way. Big time, uh, big time track guy, and it, he is really gonna. I'm, I'm excited about this. So he was drafted into the USFL, and again, that's Chris Platt played for the Bears, was with the Bears through some really tough waters and tough times, and then obviously uh, was able to uh, see some of the. So the better times, but he's been banged up. He's been trying to get into the NFL, get himself healthy, all the things you do. And now he's got a shot to play in the USFL. How do you even find out you've been drafted in the USFL? Where could you have watched this draft? I mean, these are all fair questions. And uh, this is going to be fun. And we will talk to uh, Chris Platt. And we'll do that coming up in just a few minutes. We'll do that at 420. And uh, we are... Uh, that's going to be great. In fact, uh, Chris Platt yesterday, when we touched base, he was doing some stuff out at our, our local D1 facility, doing some personal training. So he's uh, uh, doing some fun things, and then he'll be in the USFL. Also fun that longtime uh, member of our station is now on a USFL coaching staff. So I... Glenn Stretch Smith, you remember hearing him on our station? He was a guest of mine a lot. Did some did a, did some work with Tom Barfield on the station, and Stretch is uh, going to be a tight ends. I believe it's an inside receivers coach, and that's going to be for the Philadelphia team. Now I'm wondering if our people can remember off the top of their heads, like where 
<clears throat> you know, wh- where these teams, the nicknames, the old New Jersey Generals is an easy for, easy one for me. I do remember there being the Bandits. Uh, sometimes I get mixed up on my Texas teams. I, was it the Houston Bandits and the San Antonio Gunslingers? I think that was right. I think those were the USFL. I would have to take a peek. I feel like there was a Tampa Bay Bandits, but I may be getting that mixed up with arena football. But we'll look into it. Aaron, did the um, did the USFL ever capture your imagination as we were growing up? I mean, this would have been, whew, when did that happen? In the mid-'80s, early-'80s? I mean, we were kids, but I, I, I remember it and was kind of fascinated I, as, a, as a kid with the USFL. Did you... Did you enjoy and, and watch the USFL when it uh, when it came out all those years ago, Aaron? I did because they actually drafted a few players that were going to be very well or were very high NFL draft picks. Uh, by the way, it was the Houston Gamblers and oh, the San Antonio gamblers. Gunslingers. But yeah. uh, you know, if you'll remember, the New Jersey Generals were I think well they were owned by Donald Trump and. Uh-huh. They had Doug Flutie and uh, Herschel Walker. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I was actually more interested in watching them than I was the Texas teams, even though I believe the Gamblers had, what, Jim Kelly at quarterback. Is that correct? Yeah, I always get it mixed up if he was a gambler or he was a gunslinger. No, you're right. He was with the San Antonio team. He was with the yeah. gunslingers. Yeah, that was, that was really interesting. And he did not want to go to Buffalo. Jim Kelly played at Miami. Liked the warm weather and had no interest in being at Buffalo. And then he ended up becoming one of the greatest quarterbacks in Buffalo history, if not the greatest quarterback. So uh, a very interesting time. And we'll talk about the USFL, the whole process. And then, uh, like you said, Glenn Smith is going to be on with us soon to talk about all that. Aaron, I did... um, I'm always trying to make sure I've communicated everything to you because we have a lot of late-breaking type things. So uh, sometimes I'm like, as I'm saying this, is Aaron hearing this for the first time? But I think I did text you this. Jesse Newell, who is the longtime uh, Kansas beat writer for the Kansas City Star. Uh, Jesse Newell is going to join us at 5 o'clock today. Very, very tied in to... Uh, the Kansas basketball team. Jesse does a great job of breaking down sort of film work, analytics, way into analytics. And it's why Jesse seems to get in hot water a lot of times because he votes. Jesse Newell, by himself, kept Auburn from being the number one team earlier this season because he voted them way behind everybody else. Now, why does Jesse Newell do that? Well, he's pretty open with it. He studies all the analytics, and he has certain um, uh, certain numbers. You know, we've been talking about quadrants and how many quadrant quad one wins does Baylor have? How many does Kansas have? Jesse is way into all that. So, if you're an analytics person, I think you should look forward to five o'clock, and then tomorrow, unless the weather gets us, I'm hoping the weather kind of stays at bay. Hoping Aaron Sexton makes it home fine tonight. And if he does, we'll do the show tomorrow from the Baylor Club, the world-famous Baylor Club. So good, so good, and uh, really enjoy that every time, we, uh, every time we're at the Baylor Club, the panoramic views, all of that, 4 to 6 <clears throat> tomorrow. So come by, take a peek at the show at the, um, 
at the Baylor Club. And then, of course, uh, after that is a big – one of our new sponsors is the Baylor Line Foundation. And uh, the Hall of Fame dinner is going to happen right there at the um, at the uh, uh, at the Baylor Club. And in the last I heard, and Alan Holt, the uh, di- executive director, may tell me differently, but that you could still get a seat. So as I'm talking to you, I was sitting here trying to see where I wrote all that down yesterday. Some of the uh, remember that Aaron when I was talking to you, and I was like, hey, I'm trying to write down this website. Um, it's it's BaylorLineFoundation.com uh, uh, slash KRZI. All right? And if you'll do that, you still have a chance to attend this Hall of Fame luncheon and, or a dinner. And I'll be there. I'm going to be all dressed up. My wife's going to be there. I'm gonna, I've got the suit and tie ready to go. Again, that's the, uh, that's the BaylorLineFoundation.com. Slash KRZI. I think those are our call letters, in fact. And um, that will will get you what you need. And I'd love for you to join us. It's going to be a great time at the Baylor Club. Aaron, I'm always, uh, you know, we got to check this weather. How are we looking for tomorrow? Everything okay? I I had a good visit with uh, Tom, the boss, boss man Tom, earlier today, and um, he got me a little worried. Got me a little worried about talking to some black ice and some of the things because I want to make sure everybody's safe getting to the event. And then, of course, on Saturday, getting to those great uh, Baylor at 2 o'clock, Baylor women, and then the Baylor men at 7 o'clock. Aaron, latest on uh, the the Aaron Sexton weather report. You are looking good for tomorrow. By 10 a.m. tomorrow, it'll be above freezing, about 34 and sunny, and then... Uh, it gets progressively warmer during the day. Not a ton, but it'll be in the lower 40s by 1 p.m. So it, mm-hmm. everything should be good. It'll be chilly and cloudy, but it won't. It shouldn't be messy. It should be good to go. All right. Well, that'll be. Uh, that's going to be a good time, and we're going to gather together at the Baylor Club, and we're going to have a great time. Mike Mosel and his staff do an incredible job. In fact, it's a great place to have meetings. It's a great place to have an event, and that Baylor Line Foundation is going to have, I heard there were like 400 people uh, scheduled to be there. They're going to do some really cool stuff. If you want to join me at that dinner, uh, come say hi. I'll be sitting with Tony Peterson, who's the incoming president of the Baylor Line Foundation, longtime sports journalist, Houston Chronicle, and is now the dean of journalism at SMU. I'll be hanging out with Tony and his wife, so that's, that's big time. And uh, be very exciting. Again, BaylorLineFoundation.com forward slash K-R-Z-I. And you can sign up and uh, tell them Mosley sent you. I think the Baylor Line Foundation would love to hear that. Now, um, it is Thursday. That means it's time for the Schmaltz's trivia question. It's the question of the week. And what do you win, they ask. Well, you win two free sandwiches from Schmaltz's. And you don't have to eat them at the same time. You could get your two uh, certificates and and then go once and then go back, however you want to handle that. And uh, uh, Nelson Rue and the whole staff over there just do a tremendous job at Schmaltz's, my favorite sandwich shop in all of Waco and really all of Texas. And I think Aaron's favorite sandwich is the Schmaltz. And, of course, uh, I don't know if Aaron does it like I do. I do with a double-toasted bread 
and then I get the uh, jalapeno bread when it's seasonal. That's kind of a seasonal bread. And um, don't you like, uh, Aaron, when they start talking about artisanal breads? <laughs> Have you ever realized what that does? Do you know what that means? What does that mean? I mean, I'm way into food, and I love talking about food. Do we know what artisanal bread means? Is that just a fancy way of saying bread? I think it's a fancy way of saying not regular old bread. <laughs> <laughs> like we did something uh, a little different from this, so it's artisanal. Yeah. Not regular old bread. I wish they'd just say that. Just put that on the menu, not regular old <laughs> bread. Okay, Nelson Rue, if you're listening, think about that. All right, here's how you win. We're going to give you the, uh, you can text us with the correct answer. I feel like Sean Hunt wins every week, and although I don't know if he's ever officially won because he texts me instead of the station text line. Here is the text line for the CNC Collision text line, 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. And the question is, Baylor and Kansas, <clears throat> obviously the Big 12 started in the late 90s. They started playing basketball against each other in 2000, the year, or actually, um, it was 99-2000, so that's about right. What I would like to hear from our group, the correct answer is this. When was the first time Baylor beat Kansas, all right? You don't have to give the exact date. Just give me the general season. First time Baylor beat Kansas, and what was the score? I always try to reward people for being quick because there's somebody out there that kind of has this score in their head, and they will they will text in 254-662-1660. Baylor's first win ever over Kansas, and I'll give you a little hint. It was at the Farrell Center. All right, it happened in Waco um, <laughs> because basically they they didn't beat Kansas at Fog Allen until two seasons ago. It took a long, long time for that to happen—about twenty years. But I am curious if if anybody will get this. The I want the score of the game. And the year Baylor got its first victory against Kansas. And then you win those two free sandwiches to schmaltzes. I'll even throw in a bag of chips. Okay? That's how I'm feeling today. It is uh, it is two five four six six two sixteen sixty, And uh, I will... Uh, I will let Aaron continue to monitor those, and um, yeah, Aaron, I'm gonna I'm gonna text you. Make sure you have the score exactly right. It is. Um, I'm not gonna give it because somebody might have not might have not had it yet. Um, this is the score, Aaron, of that that fateful game, Baylor's first win against Kansas. Now, I want to remind everybody, our our college game day crowd is making its way to town as we speak. The, uh, we'll have it covered. The whole college game day crew is going to show up tomorrow after Baylor's uh, uh, availability, media availability. Of course, we've already talked to LaFonzo Ellis. I'd really like to talk to Holly Rowe. I've put in that request as well. So we are uh, ESP and PR people are so great. Golly, I've known Bill Hoffheimer forever. Julie McKay is who we've been working with. It's amazing. You know, when you just have great friends 
in the PR business, how great that can be. And they just do stuff, and it's just awesome. And I've had so many wonderful friends that are SIDs and people in the PR world over the years, and I just can't thank them enough uh, because it's really – when you have a great relationship with an SID or somebody in PR, that helps you immensely. All right, it's um, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, do we have a winner? Do we have – is somebody – we may still be kind of monitoring. Not this. yet. We've had a couple Ooh. of guesses, but nothing correct yet. We've had. I've actually. I will say we've had the correct year, but not the correct score. <laughs> By the way, the owner of of Schmaltz's is hearing all this. <laughs> I think he's interested in your uh, your proposal to just call it not <laughs> just not regular bread. <laughs> Nelson Rue, one of the great. Sandwich makers of our time is out there listening. I wonder if Nelson knows this uh, question, the answer to this question. All right, we will announce the winner as the day unfolds. But next, a a former Baylor great who has just been drafted into the USFL. That's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy and cold conditions tonight. We'll see low temperatures fall to 23 degrees. Tomorrow, increasing clouds with just a slight chance of a rain shower in the afternoon. A high of 45, but a much better chance of rain right now on Saturday with a high of 43. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Scott Brew and the national champion Baylor Bears here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home in the Farrell Center Saturday for a matchup with the Kansas Jayhawks. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Saturday for Baylor and KU. The home of the defending Big 12 and national champion Baylor Bears. ESPN Central Texas. Since 1859, Baylor Lion Foundation has been helping you make the Baylor family better as an independent voice for Baylor students, alumni, and fans. Take part in that tradition by honoring some of the best and the brightest Bears you know at this year's Hall of Fame Awards Ceremony. Join us for a night of celebration at 6 p.m. Friday, February 25th at the Baylor Club inside McLean Stadium. To see this year's honorees and purchase tickets, visit BaylorLine.com KRZI. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental. They make work easier. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. 
Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or Downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. The decisions made in our courtrooms have a lasting impact on all of us here in McLennan County. That's why the conservative leaders and organizations we trust are united in their support of Judge Ryan Luna. Judge Luna is endorsed by Texas Right to Life, Citizens for Pro-Life Action, Gun Owners of America, the Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, several of the most conservative members of the Texas legislature, and hundreds of grassroots conservative Republicans across the county. They, like you, know that the integrity of our courts depends on electing judges who will strictly interpret the law, hand down tough sentences, and never legislate from the bench. In the March 1st Republican primary, vote for a constitutional conservative for county court at law number three. Vote for Judge Ryan Luna. Early voting ends February 25th. To learn more, visit RyanLunaTX.com. Political ad paid for by the Judge Ryan Luna campaign in compliance with the voluntary limits of the Judicial Campaign Fairness Act. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Number five Baylor women keep the winning streak alive, beating Oklahoma State 65 to 58. The Bears will be at home on Saturday hosting Kansas. Major League Baseball will begin canceling regular season games if the two sides can't come to terms on a new collective bargaining agreement by Monday. Two-time major champion Zach Johnson is taking over as Ryder Cup captain. The American Southwest Conference basketball tournament gets underway this afternoon in Belton at the Mayborn, starting with the UMHB women facing off with Bellhaven and the Crusader men taking on Concordia. Tipping that game is tonight at 7.30. Texas Rangers top prospect Josh Young underwent surgery yesterday to repair a torn labor in his left shoulder, sidelining him for at least six months and stopping him from competing for the starting job at third base for the Rangers. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas, and uh, very exciting watching this guy's timeline. Got the news yesterday that uh, the USFL, it's back. And uh, Chris Platt, former Baylor great, joining us between uh, boy practice sessions. He's got to get take care of himself. He trains other people. Uh, Chris, it's great to, great to visit with you, and congratulations on uh, – on uh, being drafted into the USFL. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I uh, appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And I was like, I have got to track uh, Chris down. Now, this is, Chris, you are way too young to remember the USFL in its heyday. But one one of the things I love is looking at some of these teams and some of the Baylor players that are showing up on here, some of, some of them are your teammates. I mean, this goes back to – and so, Chris, to me, this is a testament to – man, you, you, you never have given up on this. You know, I remember uh, coming to see you, what, a year ago or not that long ago, a year and a half at the last time Baylor, maybe two years now, at Baylor's Pro Day, mm-hmm. pandemic hits. Yeah. 
it's tr- it's much harder to try to get seen or get in front of scouts or anything during the pandemic. Yet you stayed after this thing like crazy. Um, was it was it just a huge relief? And and did it? What were your what were your feelings when uh, when the call came yesterday? Oh uh, yeah, it was a big relief. So like a big weight would just lift off my shoulders because uh, back in 2020 when they canceled our pro day, there wasn't much else I could do to get myself out there besides just film that I was doing while I was training. And uh, I already knew going in that I was going to be like a like an undrafted free agent and maybe a train camp type guy. So I really needed that 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 pro day to get myself out there and not having that really hurt me a lot. And uh, I had a, I had a couple of calls for training camp and then sadly most of them were in California and then those those sanctions down there were very very tough. So if you weren't drafted, you weren't going into the state of California at that time. So that went through. But um, when I got that call, man, I was just so happy. You know, even building up to that day, I was just kind of calm, just keeping myself calm so I could at least sleep at night. And uh, so <laughs> when uh, when the, the the second day started, they were starting off with receivers. You know, I told myself, I was like, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look because they were just doing it off of Twitter. And it wasn't live streamed anywhere. So and then eventually I started looking. I was like, okay, okay. They're in the 14th, 13th, 14th round. I talked to a couple of the coaches before, like the week before the draft. They said that they were, I was on their table getting drafted. So I was just watching out for that. Then I think it was the 16th round, 16th or 17th, one of those. Uh, I got the call right before they drafted me. And, like, I had, I had a couple of their names in my contact. So when I saw it pop up on my phone, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is it. I got that call. He asked me if I could still run. I said, of course I still can. <laughs> and, uh, we just talked here and there about information for, um, for camp. And then that was it. And then after that phone call, all I could do was just, just be happy. Yeah. It, talking to Chris Platt <clears throat> had a great uh, career at Baylor. I mean, my gosh, you were with us for about, uh, you were a bear for about six years there. It's like you live, you've lived all sorts of lives, Chris. And what? You're only 26 years old. Doesn't it feel like sometimes, you know what I mean? You were at Baylor for so long, and and you saw such different regimes. Um, you've seen a lot, but I would say, Chris, that's going to be that. That's one of the reasons you've stayed after this. That you've kind of had the ups and downs, and and you're you know a new coaching staff. Your coaching staff. You know, obviously, we remember the the scandal hits and all of that. Do you feel like that's made you um, a, a lot stronger person just dealing with all that? Most definitely, because um, I was going through one of the worst things that could go through like a college football athlete at the age of 20, 21. So I had to learn real fast, real quick. Not only that is um, just the things that we were getting as Baylor football players from the outside sources looking in and how they perceived everybody and just how, how I had to carry myself going out into public, no matter where I was, because their eyes were on us at all times, 24 seven. So I definitely carried myself differently around that time. And it helped me in the long run, but um, it also gave me the experience just shedding some light in the storm. It's just, I, I got it, got to experience a l- little bit of both, like, of both, no, not even both, three coaches of 
of art bras grove and rule and all of them have like three different styles personalities so <laughs> just being able to um just being able to just switch in a matter of a year or two and then just just trust in the process honestly just trust in the process just keeping my head low and just working because that's the only thing that i can control is my work ethic and that's what i took from it when did football, uh, in your mind, switch off to being number one? Because you were a high school state champion, Class 4A, uh, could just burn it in the, the relays. And so Baylor loved track, as you know, and quarter milers, that kind of thing. At Baylor, it was quarter mile you. And, and yeah. so you were, uh, and Baylor's had a lot of that over the years, great track uh, folks that also play receiver. Did you... Even early on, did you consider yourself a football player first? Or when you first showed up at Baylor, were you still kind of almost half and half, track guy, football guy? Yeah, so it was it was sort of tough to kind of write that, I guess. I wouldn't even say that. I would, I would just say it was kind of tough to just kind of make people realize what I had prioritized at the beginning because my freshman year of high school, I won state. So, I mean, from there on out, oh, that's the track star. So, yeah, I I loved football. I actually loved football before I loved track. I did. I started football before I started track. I actually loved basketball before any of the two. So, um, just just through middle school, you know, like with my friends, they were doing football in sixth grade, and I had just moved there in fifth grade. So I was kind of behind and never played organized football. And so I was like, I want to play this sport with my friends. And then I turned out to love it. And uh, a little, little funny fact that uh, my first year playing Little League, I actually played defensive end. So <laughs> I was on the line um, getting after the quarterback. But, um, you know, my middle school year, I just joined track because I knew I was fast. Like, I didn't do it because I loved it or anything like that. And then, luckily enough, my middle school coach, he put me in the right event and I just took it and ran with and I became great at it and so my high school year I dropped from a 55 to a 47 in a year (laughs) so that was very eye-opening to myself just because of just the work ethic I had just going through it because I'm just not the person that quits and I've always kept it that way and um so everybody knew me in high school just as that track athlete so I was just always trying to make myself my name, a name for myself in the football, the game of football. So I just, like I said, just kept my head down, just trying to get get great at my craft during football. I was at running back my freshman year, then moved to receiver my sophomore year. And I just, you know, you give me something, give me time, I'm going to get great at it. <laughs> if I'm not great by the time you need me to, I will eventually because that's just, that's just how my mind works. Like I have to be great at what I want to do. What do you what do you remember like art uh, arts in the news as you've seen today when when you first started talking to Kendall and you got to Baylor what did they you know because obviously like you said different styles of football I mean you know you mm-hmm. I'm trying to think you probably fit into like a Tevin Reese mode uh, mold of of the inside receiver that they wanted to get in space 
as you, before you know what we all know happened to the end of their time what what do you remember of of what they were trying to sort of turn you into football wise because i'm i'm sure it had to be utilizing your elite speed but what because that had to be a huge change for you to go from coach to coach to coach yes so um out of high school i didn't really play receiver at that much which seems crazy but uh, I played more defense and offense out of high school. So when I got to Baylor, I was pretty behind yeah. on the aspect of just being just a college receiver. So they took their time with me. They were very patient, which I absolutely loved. I used their redshirt year to develop the things that I was falling behind from, just the lack of playing in high school. And, um, you know, they just never gave up on me. And so I never gave up on them. So it was just the decency that I could do to show them that I appreciate them for doing so. Mm-hmm. And um, what they did with me is just we formally developed. Coach Todd helped me develop into a great receiver. And um, we just built off of what I was great at doing. That was creating space and burning the top off of people. So not only that, they would just mix it up here and there, move me inside and outside, give me some trick plays, like during my early years, my freshman, my redshirt freshman and sophomore year. And then after that, just let me loose. So, I mean, they wouldn't just put me in like, okay, you're only doing this. It's like, no, I feel like you're, you're going to be great for this place. So I don't want you in there no matter who was out there. And, I mean, we had Antoine Goodley out there. We had Corey out there. Levi out there so like just for them to put me in a play with all those receivers out there it just meant a lot to me yeah that's unbelievable that group uh you just mentioned uh, talking to Chris Platt who was uh such a good receiver at Baylor now going to be in the USFL did you what were your feelings today um the rumors had been out there now it becomes official today Art Bryles uh your former head coach hired at Grambling and I know You've heard uh, all these years a lot of negative things, and probably mm-hmm. even sadly when you tell people you play for Coach Bryles, you probably get a certain kind of reaction when you're outside of Waco. Um, what, 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 was your, what were your personal thoughts when, uh, when you saw that big news today that he's been hired as the offensive coordinator at Grambling? Honestly, joy. I was extremely happy because I know that he's been working. He's been working so hard just to get himself back out there especially in the United States, because I know that he tried to go to CFL. He was about to do a deal, if I'm not wrong, and then they backtracked, didn't do that. And Mm -hmm. then he went overseas, did that for a while, came back and coached high school football out in East Texas. So, like, he's been going around. So, obviously, he loves the game of football. So, I'm just happy that he's back on that collegiate level where he's liked it the most. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, to watch. Now, Who's the most famous New Jersey Generals uh, player ever? I, I got a little trivia for you. Do you know? Do you immediately know to answer that? Because of course, this was before your time when this uh, very famous player was with the New Jersey Generals. New Jersey Generals. Let's see. Uh, was it? I want to say it was. Well, he. I'll give you a hint. He won the he won the Heisman Trophy, and his alma mater just won its first national title since he was there. I'll give it to you. It is Herschel Walker. Ah, uh, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. I, 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 I don't know. I had it in my mind, but I couldn't get the word. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it, it's going to be so much fun, and you're, a lot of this you're going to be in Alabama. Uh, well, I'm curious, by the way, because last time I saw you run a 40, you were still kind of nursing an injury and all that kind of thing. Did they, when you all were kind of trying out and you and they were kind of getting information on you, did you have to mm-hmm. run the run the 40 again? And what did uh, what did you put down on uh, what what did you do this time? Uh, no, I didn't. Actually, oh, really? We, um, nice. We were supposed to do a um, little all-star, little pro day for the USFL, but we ended up not doing it. It was supposed to be held in California uh-huh. uh, at the beginning of January, but nothing was said. I don't know, I was, we were all just kind of confused because we, we didn't really get much information about it. And so um, it was just in my hands, like always, just keep working <laughs> until I hear something. <laughs> but um, I know the last time I ran my 40 was – after I got released from my surgery. So in that, I think I went for like 447. Okay. So, okay. Um, so. that's just been, been the number that I've been using for the most recent one. Yeah, I got you. Well, this will be fun. And, and for people that don't know, uh, so Chris Platt, you can watch him. These games are going to be on Fox. And how many Baylor players have been drafted so far? Have you guys been like in touch with each other? Did I see the safety? Uh, Did I see Orion was mm-hmm. taken somewhere? Um, yeah. I, I feel like I've been seeing different Baylor players crop up. Have you guys all been in touch with each other? So I got in touch with uh, Zach Smith. He was at Baylor for a while before. Yeah. So it was Zach, Jameson Houston, Orion Stewart, Drew Galitz, and I believe there is an old lineman as well that played at Baylor, but after okay. I was gone, that's also this. So I would say five, not including me. Okay. I was just looking at your quarterbacks, by the way. And mm-hmm. um, it's it looks like Ben Holmes from Tarleton State and then yep. DeAndre Johnson w- was taken in the in the 12th round out of Texas Southern. All mm-hmm. right. So it, it was uh, – this will be interesting. They say that Holmes – this guy's your age – was a Tarleton State gunslinger who went twenty-three and two. Uh, have you studied wow. up on any of these quarterbacks at all? Not. Yet. I have not had the chance yet. Uh, ever <laughs> since I've been, ever since I got the call, I've been working out here at D one and also training other people. But I did connect with Ben on um, social media just now, not too long ago, before you called. Yeah, tell Engelbrecht he has to partner with us before you can start giving him plugs on the air. Okay, you tell Kevin <laughs> that you were just on with Mosley. Uh, I will. But, uh, he also told me to tell you that there's there's some turf out here for you to join if you want to work out. <laughs> I think you could do some miracles. I've I've seen it, Chris. You uh, you've worked with some people. I I think I'm a lost cause. All right, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you you keep up the great work and just know the Baylor uh, fans. Um, you know we can be a finicky bunch, and I know it wasn't always the yeah. greatest because Baylor fans can can be a little cranky and all that kind of stuff. But uh, I think the majority of Baylor fans are just so excited for you. And I know you've been getting a lot of well wishes. And this is, uh, this, is a, this is a great time. So we cannot wait to watch. So get out to Birmingham, I guess, is where a lot of this is going to happen. And, uh, mm-hmm. and do us all proud. Yes, sir. I definitely will. I appreciate all y'all and all the, all the uh, uprising messages I've been getting. You bet. You bet. Well, there he goes. Uh, It is Chris Platt, Jr., who will be with those New Jersey Generals. And he'll put on, I guess they'll go with their old uniforms. They're red. 
And uh, Chris can pull that off. He'll pull the, uh, the the red and gold, or red and white, as I recall. Chris Platt joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. All right. We mentioned it with Chris because he played for Art Bryles and Kendall Bryles. Art Bryles is back in college football. What's the news and what does it all mean? That is next. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us March 3rd live from Rudy's and hear from softball coach Glenn Moore and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hello, I am Dennis Wilson, and I want your vote for March 1st for the Texas State Representative District 13. After serving the people of Texas for 46 years in county government, it is time for me to serve you at the state level. As a Republican candidate, I will work full-time to protect and preserve our rural Christian way of life in Texas by supporting our public schools, advocating for mental health services, protecting our Second Amendment rights and the unborn, eliminating drug and human trafficking, and securing our borders. Together, we can make Texans safe and secure again. Political ads paid for by the Dennis Wilson campaign. Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from McLennan County judge campaign listen to espn central texas online at centexsportsfan.com at asco we don't spend time getting ready we are ready that's what it means when we say we're on it we're on it with dedicated service and support rentals sales and delivery we're on it with case construction equipment equipment that's powerful efficient and dependable Case equipment that can dominate a job site, endure the elements, and be up and running whenever you're ready to finish the job. At ASCO, we're on it, whatever it is. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC.
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Number five Baylor women keep the winning streak alive, beating Oklahoma State 65 to 58. The Bears will be at home on Saturday hosting Kansas. Major League Baseball will begin canceling regular season games if the two sides can't come to terms on a new collective bargaining agreement by Monday. Two-time major champion Zach Johnson is taking over as Ryder Cup captain. The American Southwest Conference basketball tournament gets underway this afternoon in Belton at the Mayborn, starting with the UMHB women facing off with Bellhaven and the Crusader men taking on Concordia. Tipping that game is tonight at 7.30. Texas Rangers top prospect Josh Young underwent surgery yesterday to repair a torn labrum in his left shoulder, sidelining him for at least six months and stopping him from competing for the starting job at third base for the Rangers. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley as we uh, run through a, a busy, busy day. We're going to do some Kansas preview with Jesse Newell, who does a nice job covering Kansas for the Kansas City Star newspaper. And so he's been with them for years, and we'll have him on right at uh, 5 o'clock. But right now, I'm going to turn it over to my co-host and friend Aaron Sexton as we do some Campus Confidential. Former Baylor football head coach Art Browns, who was fired as Baylor's head coach in 2016 following the university's investigation into campus-wide allegations of sexual assault, hired uh, as Grambling State's offensive coordinator, athletic director Travion Scott, confirmed to ESPN Today former Cleveland Browns coach Hugh Jackson was hired as the head coach in December. Browse has been out of college coaching since May of 2016 when Baylor officials suspended him with the intent to terminate him for his role after sexual assault allegations were made against students, including football players. Since then, he has uh, been linked to a couple of jobs, including uh, uh offensive coordinator job at Southern Miss, but... Uh, Coach Jay Hobson wanted to hire him but the team's, as the team's offensive coordinator, but he was overruled by university president Rodney Bennett. And uh, I think most everyone is familiar with most of the story after that, obviously. Yeah, he he uh, yeah. became the head coach at Mount Vernon and was there in 2019 and 2020. But now it appears he will be the offensive coordinator at Grambling State. Well, it's um – it's a story that in some ways will, uh, in a lot of ways, will be with Baylor uh, forever. And um, I think in so many ways, Baylor has uh, obviously winning a Big 12 title, I think making the uh, changes they needed to make. And I think Baylor is a lot safer place, a lot better, uh, uh, a, a lot better oversight. And I think they've done a tremendous job uh, getting through. And obviously Matt Rule played an enormous role in that. And, uh, and and bringing uh, Baylor back from that, and then uh, Dave Aranda and his staff have continued to uh, to build on that. This is a tricky, tricky thing for a lot of Baylor fans because there are Baylor people. Uh, shockingly, uh, those of us who are Baptists, and a lot of Baylor people aren't Baptist, but we tend to fight about things. And so, you'll have people that are uh, go way one way and think Art Bryles was 
Uh, you know, it was completely unfair the way he was treated. And you have people who think that uh, Art Bryles is the worst person in the world and uh, that does not deserve uh, a second chance like this because of what uh, what he oversaw with the Bears. Uh, you know, it, this has always been uh, – it, it's just, you know, part of me – I, I do believe in second chances. I do believe people ought to get in. It's been interesting to watch. It's like some of the same people that are calling this despicable, that Crambling would do this, are like covering teams like Oklahoma, who just hired as office coordinator uh, Art's son-in-law, who was on his staff at Baylor. So it's, it's, it's interesting that all the staff members at Baylor have been able to go on, continue their careers. Some of them are doing quite well. And, uh, and, and a lot of them. I mean, almost that entire staff. Now, again, there were some people that, you know, fairly or unfairly, I, I think there were some scapegoats along the way. I mean, I still think back to how the NCAA tried to make Odell James some kind of scapegoat. Well, that's embarrassing. Odell James, I mean, if you're going to hold Odell James responsible for a bunch of stuff, what a ridiculous thing. And basically, uh, as we remember, Baylor, the, after the, the NCAA, basically decided it couldn't do anything to Baylor. And that Baylor had done, made a bunch of changes. And so under the, the current enforcement laws, they decided that nothing could be done. Now, uh, obviously, the, the damage had been done in so many areas, most importantly to the victims in these, uh, in these cases. And that's, I think, where we always, our empathy uh, in our thoughts, should always remain there first. But the question then come, becomes, and I tell you what, we'll get back into this at 520 because a lot of our audience would like to talk about this. I, I do think, I would say the majority of our audience is probably feeling some level of happiness that for Art that he gets to, to uh, coach again at the collegiate level. I might be wrong about that. I think there are plenty of people, and they'll be very vocal about it. That, um, that that think he should have not been able to do this again and should not be able to coach. And the thought will be, well, what will the victims think seeing him get this chance and over on the sideline? And does this take them back to all these horrible things that happened? Uh, and, again, our sympathies and empathy lies there first and foremost. But uh, it's a big story today. And I know some people don't want to. It's like, oh, gosh, do we have to talk about this? Well, yes. I mean, it's it, – this guy was enormous. I mean, obviously, Grant Taft's our most beloved coach ever. But as far as success, you know, Art Bryles was the greatest coach ever at Baylor. And so for this to all happen was just uh, horrible on so many levels. Does Art and should Art deserve another shot to do this? It's a debate that will continue and people will have. Uh, I tend to think that, you know, Art, even though he got all that money and a huge settlement and all that kind of stuff, I, I think he's just been at times in, at following this in a very dark place. I think Art needs coaching, wants coaching. coaching. I think football helped get him through tragedy early in his life. So, you know, do I feel a measure of, um, of, of happiness for Art that he gets this opportunity? I do. Do I also understand why a lot of people are angry and feel awful that about this, I do too. I, I definitely do. So anyway, we'll let you sound off on this. If you've got thoughts, by the way, our uh, CNC Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. All right, 254-662-1660. 
and we'll read some of this. We'll read some of it um, and um, and get your thoughts on it, and we'll talk a little bit more about this at 520. Sorry, Aaron, I just decided to uh, – this this is, to me, a very important story to our audience, the Baylor audience, uh, and uh, everybody involved, and so we need to – we need to, to to visit about it today. What else do you have, though, for us, uh, sir, as we get ready oh, no for problem. some college game day? Yeah, I can't no, wait, man. Oh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. But n- n- no uh, no apologies necessary. I figured that most of Campus Confidential, we would be talking about this. I mean, it is, right. it is the biggest story. I just, you're like, well, I you're guess like we Matt, could, we, Matt I, thought, I thought we were going to talk about it the whole time, so I haven't prepared anything else. <laughs> no, no, I've got <laughs> I mean, I've got, you know my opinions on it, but I've got plenty yeah. of them and plenty of notes. But we can talk about that in the 520 segment. All right, all right. Uh, yeah. But uh, we will move on to the next story. Arizona president says Herm Edwards was not a part of the alleged NCAA recruiting violations. During an appearance on 98.7 Arizona Sports on Wednesday, Arizona State President Michael Crow said Coach Herm Edwards was not a part of the program's alleged recruiting violations that the NCAA is investigating for this reason's he said Edwards remains the coach for the Sun Devils. Crow was referring to the departure of five assistants and at least one other staff member since the investigation into Arizona State began. According to The Athletic, the program allegedly hosted recruits on campus during an NCAA-mandated COVID-19 dead period and is being probed for other infractions as well. So another story kind of involving what the head coach did or did not know and uh, count me among well, those it, 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 on this story it. that I do not believe for a second that, that Herm Edwards didn't know what was going on. His entire staff was doing so. Yeah. So a lot of this comes down, as Aaron was alluding to, the, the fact that during the pandemic, you know, you, you weren't supposed to be hosting players and their families and stuff. And apparently they were rolling right through Arizona State. And so they have been investigated all sorts of people have resigned or been fired. And, and the president and the AD, and per, first of all, Ray Anderson and Herm Edwards go way back. Ray Anderson, if I got this right, I, I want to say he might have been an ex, uh, a former NFL player. He, I remember Ray Anderson. I thought he, he, I don't think he was an agent. But anyway, I remember him being involved in the NFL. This almost never works, by the way, when you bring in an NFL coach, and Herm Edwards had a successful run as NFL head coach. But Herm Edwards in his 60s was not interested in overseeing and doing all the things you have to do as a, as a college coach. When Pete Carroll uh, tried the NFL and came back to college and went on that great run at USC, he was a young man of huge energy, and, and so it, it wasn't shocking that he had a great run. Now, did he... Have some violations and cut some corners? You bet he did. But this Herm Edwards thing is a joke. And so what will happen now is, you know, the next time they go 5-7, and seven, which will be next year, they'll go ahead and fire him. But for now, they're going to be, oh, we're just going to stick with Coach Edwards. I mean, he's either the most oblivious man ever or he knew about all of this. And apparently there's film of him walking around with one of these recruits during an <laughs> illegal time in the weight room. You can see Herm with him. So the, the level of, I, I just, I, I tell you, I, I, people are going to lie in life. But when they just, some of the lies are so embarrassing. And, and this is another case of it. And they've decided they want to keep Herm. And, you know, it's interesting. In, 
in football, it seems like here with Herm, all the assistants are gone, and Herm stays, and uh, that's uh, that's certainly the way it is with uh, basketball too. I mean, that's that it's very similar in that state. I mean, think of the other places where they wanted to clean house and they've had to end up sticking with their head coach because they didn't want to pay a buyout. Brian Harson at Auburn. I would imagine there's a big buyout in Herm Edwards' contract, and that's part of why he stays. It's it's. You know, it, it, we, it's never like, "Low, let's do the most ethical thing." It's like, "How can we save the most money and let's fire Herm at a more, um, at, you know, at a better time for everybody?" Which is why some of these schools wait till certain uh, a couple of months after the season because they can save money on buyouts to fire coaches. Oh man, how honorable are these people? This is a, it's it, it really is. It really is kind of a joke, but I'm with you, Aaron. I mean, it sounded like you were very, uh, uh, you were you did uh, not believe much of this coming out of Arizona State, and I am uh, totally with you on that. All right, this campus confidential, Aaron. If you had a lot more stuff, save it. We'll get right back to it tomorrow as we do our show live for the Baylor Club. That'll lead into our uh, our big Baylor Line Foundation banquet, and I'm going to be attending that. Uh, by the way, if you still want to attend, I was giving the website wrong a little while ago. I know that shocks people that I might have done that wrong. Uh, I know Alan Holt right now, if he's listening, he's like, I cannot believe it. Mosley's never gotten anything wrong. BaylorLine.com forward slash KRZI. All right, KRZI, that's that's something we know here at uh, ESPN Central Texas. BaylorLine.com forward slash KRZI. All right, go and sign up. Come hang with me. I'll uh, I'll get you over to our table. I mean, I don't I don't know if I can totally do that. I'll let you hang out the table for a little bit. All right, it is time to talk Kansas basketball. Let's do our behind enemy lines report with Kansas City Star reporter Jesse Newell. That's next. The voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Our nation is in crisis. And Texans have answers. Hello, I'm Congressman Pete Sessions. As federal officials, we take an oath of office to support and defend the Constitution and the laws of this country against enemies foreign and domestic. Yet not following the laws of the country is exactly what the Biden administration and Nancy Pelosi have chosen. Democrats do have an agenda, and that is to change America as we know it today. So my goal in Congress is two things. Number one, win back the majority in Congress and build the wall to protect America. I'm Pete Sessions. Let's do just that. Let's build the wall now and save America. Political advertisement paid for by Pete Sessions for Congress. Tax season brings a lot of uncertainty for everyone, but especially for investors. I'm Joe Kaleo of the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. We can help you navigate the complexities of tax laws and build a financial portfolio that withstands change no matter what the season. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. 
In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe with locations in Waco and Bryan and at Pioneer boys.com make your vehicle look and run like new again at cnc collision center they're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs frame straightening spray and bed liners and wheel alignments cnc collision center offers free estimates and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery have your car restored to its original beauty cnc collision center 5849 north highway 6 in spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on facebook the Real Texas Gun Show returns Saturday, March 5th, and Sunday, March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center off Edwards Drive. The Real Texas Gun Show is proud to be a place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at our shows. They have plenty of guns of all types and ammo to go with it. The variety at the shows is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show is so much more than just guns. You'll also find hunting gear, fishing gear, camping supplies, collectibles, and much, much more. So come on down to the Real Texas Gun Show March 5th, 9 to 5, and March 6th at the Harker Heights Event Center. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Near historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart-term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At Loan Depot, Home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174457. Licensed in all 50 states. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley show and uh, thank you Central National Bank our presenting sponsor for what you do CEO uh, Joe Nesbitt everybody and thank you right now uh, Jesse Newell joining us right now as we get ready for another big game college game day I mean Jesse it's feeling like every time and I know you're used to the Jayhawks college game day loves the Jayhawks but it's really becoming kind of almost an annual deal with Baylor and uh, in Kansas, and I think last time we did this, it was one versus two, and now it's five versus ten. So uh, it's uh, it's this is becoming a habit, and I think that's a great habit. Yeah, you know, Bill Self talked about that today in his press conference. He said, at this point in the season, if you put yourself in a position where college Dandy is coming to your game, that says something pretty good about the two programs. You know, like they've got other places they could go. There's other schools out there that uh, potentially are having good seasons. But the fact that Kansas and Baylor have ended up twice now in the last three years in this game in Waco, having the eyes of college basketball on them, I, I think Bill Self kind of took that as a, a nice feather in the cap for Kansas and honestly a nice feather in the cap for 
Scott Drew and Baylor too. I mean, it's that both teams have had really good years and you put yourself in that position and potentially you're rewarded by getting the national spotlight. So I think he's excited for this game coming up Saturday. How surprised were you to see that Baylor team? Uh, obviously, a couple of years ago, they finally got a win at Fog Allen. Just show up and lay an egg. Now, it's well-documented, Baylor's injuries and what are going on. But, again, once you get out there, nobody's feeling sorry for you. And you got to play. I mean, Kansas has had plenty of injuries over the last couple of seasons and, and departures and all kinds of stuff that, they, that they've dealt with. So how surprising, though, you have having watched Baylor for the last three years, was it to see that lopsided of a game? And was that just, when you look back on it now, was was that just Kansas just on fire, or did you see that more as Baylor just completely, like I said, laying an egg, or maybe a little bit of both? Yeah, you know, the more I watch these, the more sometimes I just kind of shrug and say college basketball. And uh, that's not really the type of performance that Baylor's had very often this year. You know, through all the injuries, they've had impressive wins. And it's funny, you look at some of the players, when they don't have them, you say, oh, yeah, they're missing – crier they're missing flagler uh but now i go back to the roster i'm like well they still got you know matthew meyer they still got you know kendall brown they still got a kinjo they i mean uh scott drew's done a nice job there not only developing talent but bringing in talent um so that even when you're down three or four guys that are big pieces you're still looking at the roster and saying hey they got some guys that can fill in but you know back to your original point there's been a lot of games like that for kansas this year sort of on both sides of that ledger. And I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm like, Hey, sometimes it's just college basketball, you know, KU, mm-hmm. you speak of college game day, KU hosted college game day with Kentucky uh, a few weeks back, you know, big time hoopla. KU was like a four point favorite going into the game and Kentucky just took it to them. I mean, they were making every shot came with energy. were athletic. Uh, Kentucky won 80, 62. It really wasn't even that close, but yeah, two games later, uh, Baylor comes down Fieldhouse, you know, the very next week, and it was sort of the exact opposite. I think a big thing in this game uh, coming up Saturday and a big one, a big factor in that game as well, is it's so important when Baylor puts up a shot who gets the rebound because it just ignites what is going to happen really positive or really negative for both sides. And Baylor has the size advantage over Kansas when they're crashing off in the glass. And when they're sending three of the glass, um, they've got dudes that are bigger and more athletic than Kansas. That gives them advantage to get the ball potentially and put it back in for a score. What happened in that game was Kansas's guys were scrappy. They were getting those rebounds. And when they do, they are faster than Baylor getting in the other direction. And Kansas is one of the best teams in the nation transition. And you saw it in that game. That got away from Baylor because when Baylor didn't get the offensive rebound, Katie was getting four on three the other way, three on two the other way. They were out running Baylor to the other end, and it really got ugly uh, very quickly. So that what, that's, that's why I'm sort of interested in this game. If that doesn't go Kansas' way, you can see things turning around uh, in a hurry. You know what I mean? If Baylor, instead of not getting an offensive rebound, gets it and puts it in for two and then sets up its defense on the other end, well, that's a four- or five-point swing. And, and you add up enough of those four- or five-point swings, and all of a sudden you have a game that's not like the one that was in Lawrence. So – Maybe a little bit surprised by Baylor. Obviously, they were missing uh, some key guys in that game. Cryer is the biggest one when you talk to Bill Self, just because you know he's able to uh, to help spread the floor. But uh, that that was that kind of did seem like an outlier game, and, and not the typical Baylor. I expect a much better effort coming up here on Saturday. Jesse Newell, Kansas City Star, covers the Jayhawks, and uh, I, I like how you cover them because you show 
you break down plays. There's a guy named Andy Larson who covers the Jazz, and I, I love the Utah Jazz. And so I love I like writers who who uh, can post all those plays and sort of break them down on Twitter because I think that is a, a tremendous resource for readers. So I uh, I really in, in, uh, in enjoy that. I also like how you've just completely. Uh, on your uh, voting, don't mind when the whole country's mad at you, and uh, and and you always back it up. You've got your reasons behind it, but uh, I've sort of come to admire that about uh, about uh, Jesse Newell from the Kansas City Star. Now, what is the uh, uh, what this David McCormick? There's always a couple of years ago it was Doak, the big man, Azabuki, just crushed Baylor in that game. I mean, he I think he had thirty. In twelve or thirteen, they, they, he just annihilated them. Obviously, McCormick's not that kind of size, but Jesse. I mean, we've seen him really improve. Sometimes guys are really good early and then kind of level off. McCormick has been one of those guys who just gets better and better and better. And like in my mind, in a game like this, Agbaji's going to get his. I mean, he's just a great player, and he's become the best player in the Big Twelve. McCormick, to me is the huge, does Baylor have an answer for him? And the problem is Flo uh, Thamba tends to get in, in foul trouble. And, and McCormick can probably bully those freshmen a little bit. How do you see that? And does that ring true with you at all, what I just said? Well, first off, I'm glad you said that about the AP poll because um, there were times when the, the numbers didn't like Baylor as much, and I heard from Baylor fans. But I think, I think I'm the only pollster this week that has Baylor above Kansas. Uh, out of the 64. So I just want to put that out there. You know, they can send roses my way. I'll be down there. You know, maybe I'll, uh, if somebody wants to buy me dinner at George's, we can we can make something happen, you know. Uh, but uh, so I, I I would agree with you in that McCormick has been a big key for Kansas. And, and usually when he plays well, Kansas plays well. And his number, you know, he's often criticized. You know, he's not always – the most graceful, and I think part of his problem really was that he followed Doak. I mean, Doak was just a monster. I mean, the guy yeah. could go above the rim. He could catch with two hands. He could dunk. He was – I mean, everything Doak did was aesthetically pleasing except for free throws, you know? Like, it's fun to have a dude that catches lobs and dunks everything. And uh, obviously you guys saw that a couple of years ago in that big 2020 game where Katie ran all the middle ball screens. Uh, Marcus Garrett would throw it up for Udoka, and he would slam it home, and that was a big reason that Katie was able to come away with that win. I think the good news for Baylor, if you want the good news, is that McCormick uh, re-injured his foot a little bit against K-State earlier this week. Uh, so we just got done talking with Bill Self, and if you go back and watch the film, there were some screens, um, ball screen plays that K-State ran, and McCormick just couldn't recover. Like he, he, he couldn't follow it. He couldn't follow the screen, and, and K-State would march to the rim for a layup. And after the game – it's kind of admitted to, to Bill Self, yeah, yeah, that thing was bothering me. And this is coming off last year where he had uh, surgery on that same foot. He was hurt late in the season and had to play through it in the NCAA tournament, then had surgery, has never really fully recovered from it. So um, I think it's a big key to see how healthy he's going to be, in, not only in this game, but for Kansas the rest of the way, because uh, you make a good point. For Kansas, the options behind David McCormick are not as appealing <laughs> at the five position. Uh, it, it drops off in a hurry, and They've gotten some contributions from a guy like Zach Clements, who's a pick-and-pop five, or uh, K.J. Adams, who's super athletic. You can switch five with him in, or Mitch Lightfoot, who's been with Kansas uh, ever since Wilt committed back in the 50s. But, <laughs> um, you know, the, the thing about Kansas, though, is McCormick is the guy. I mean, that's the guy they want in there, and when he screens, he moves people. 
and, and he's been effective scoring the lane. He's one of the nation's best offensive rebounders. So I'm interested to see what kind of Dave McCormick is up for Kansas on Saturday because if he's the guy that I saw in a few plays against Kansas State, it's probably somebody that Baylor can pick on and somebody that Bill Self's going to have to get out of the game. Um, so we'll see how much of a factor that plays. It definitely could be a big one if he's not able to go or at least not able to be close to 100%, which he's been the past few weeks before this K-State game. Well, and Kansas is not bothered by enormous crowds because they're used to it. I do think this will be a fun crowd, and uh, but they won in front of a great crowd a couple of years ago. I got, I got to say, Jesse, this Texas Tech thing interests me greatly. Not only did they you know, spoil the – uh, a big Texas game recently where they just b- basically forced their way into Tex- the Irwin Center. But I- I've got them now firmly as second in the conference behind uh, the folks in Jayhawk land at, 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 at uh, Allen Fieldhouse as the best uh, crowd in the conference. Are you Have you been as amazed as I have how – I mean, we knew it was a good program under Beard, but it's almost like the – the resentment or pure hatred toward Beard leaving has like galvanized this fan base. And to me, they've taken it to a whole different level. Yeah, they have. Uh, and you're right. Going around the Big 12, I mean, it's a little bit different when you cover Kansas because a lot of times you're going to get sellouts because it is Kansas and you don't always see the worst of the crowds. You know, like I maybe a guy like Kellis Robinette who – uh, you know, works, helps work at our paper for the K-State beat. Maybe he could give you a better indication of, like, what the crowds are like when it's not a marquee game. But, yeah, Texas Tech, I mean, I, I remember I did, like, a kind of a straw poll, anonymous poll of Big 12 players uh, a couple years back at Big 12 Media Days and, you know, asked them, hey, what's, the, what's your favorite crowd to go against or who do you think has the best fans in the Big 12? And Texas Tech was already getting a bunch of votes. I mean, they are loud there. They show up. They are crazy. They are passionate. And, yeah, there's a little bit of edge there. Um, there's a little bit of uh, we are going to shake you. Pay attention to us because we are relevant out here. And don't, over, don't, don't overlook us for that Texas team over there uh, on the eastern side of the state. Uh, make sure you pay attention to us over here. So, yeah, and, and part of me, too, um, look, Mark Adams, he's going to get votes. I think he's the Big 12 Coach of the Year. Probably should get some votes for National Coach of the Year. Uh, that guy was not very successful in his first Division One stint, but uh, what he was able to do get those late transfers and then getting those guys to buy into that defensive style and continue on what he has done uh, as the defensive coordinator at Texas Tech and getting them to a place where uh, now they are top ten in the rankings and potentially looking at a two or three seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, I think it says the world about him and obviously says a lot about Texas Tech's administration. There's no doubt right now that they hired the right guy. Do you think when Baylor won that national title, uh, Kansas fans were just shocked? They, they knew Baylor had a great team, so it's not like that shocked them that they maybe made the Final Four. But it, it's just weird to run a conference for 20 years and suddenly another team wins a national title. And we all remember the one Kansas won. I was there in San Antonio when it happened. You were there too, I'm sure. But it's <laughs> – I just wonder like what the perception – does Kansas think of Baylor as a somewhat still of a flash in the pan, or at this point is Baylor like a true adversary, perhaps their biggest adversary in the conference? Yeah, I think the answer is different 
um, compared to what you would say fans in the program, uh, and that's what you would expect. I mean, they have Bill Self for respect. Like I said, I mean, he was glowing today about this game coming up because these are the type of games to get his blood going. Uh, he gets excited about them. Top 10 matchups, road, college game day, and uh, obviously respects what Scott Drew and the program was able to build up over time. I, I think with the fan base, there is just this lingering Scott Drew effect because uh, you guys know how it is. I'm, I'm sure people in Waco probably felt this way for a while where there was kind of a stretch of time for Scott Drew, especially when he was going to the outfield house and, and couldn't win for a, the longest time, where it, it seemed like they were getting good players, talented players, uh, but but things just weren't clicking in the way that they are now. So that, that sort of thing for longtime fans, I think it's hard to get out of your head and change your mind. God knows as humans, too often we do not change what we originally believe, which is horrible. I mean, we should. You, you get more information if people change over time and, and, and do different things. Like Scott Drew, for example, you know, used to always play the, the zone with all those athletic guys. Now they play this no middle man, and they're amazing at it. And it's really kind of transformed their program. I know Bill Self has talked about that over time, but – I would say there's just sort of the lingering perception there of what Scott Drew was, which is instead of what he is now. And, and that's, that's probably a shame, but um, a national title is a national title. To be completely honest with you, the big 12 has struggled in NCAA tournaments before about the year 2019, you know, when Texas Tech went to the title game and Kansas was going to be a number one overall seed in 2020, Baylor was going to be a one seed two. 2021 Baylor wins the whole thing. So that helps. So, I think it is good to help the perception of the conference, which has struggled in postseason games. Uh, but, yeah, this thing has turned out uh, to be a pretty good rivalry, a pretty good game, and uh, it's not often that Kansas goes anywhere and is an underdog, and that's going to be the case coming up here Saturday. So, like I said, they have the full respect of the Kansas program. I think what's a little bit difficult probably for Kansas fans to swallow right now um, is you talk about those two teams' trajectories over time and those two coaches' trajectories over time. Um, for all the success that Kansas has had and for kind of the, the rise that Baylor has had recently, those two teams with their current coaches both have one national title. And uh, I think that's a little bit tough to stomach for Kansas fans because they would perceive the program as in much better shape. But if you look at the ultimate championship banners, hey, the tournament's a crapshoot. I understand all those things. But that yeah. being one-to-one, uh, that's a little bit difficult to swallow. Yeah, that's that's really – I love that perspective – uh, Jesse, safe travels, and um, I will uh, just put something on my tab there at George's. I really do appreciate the voting you've done. Uh, you've done right by the Bears and uh, the Citrano family, great friends of mine, great friends of our station. So uh, it, it's, it's the one establishment in town. It, it'd be okay to mention my name, and uh, they'll take care of you there. Okay, so keep that in mind. Well, there you have it. I picked the right one. I figured that was uh, was the place in town, and uh, maybe I'll go by for the old chicken fried steak. We'll see what happens. Yeah, burgers are good too, and of course, you need a schooner of uh, <laughs> uh, you need the big O perhaps as well. Jesse, appreciate it. Uh, we'll see you soon. Appreciate it. Yeah, pregame, so the schooner might not be on the option, but uh, burger, we'll check that out. <laughs> okay, I don't know. The uh, the story may be even more entertaining uh, with the big O in, uh, involved. It is Jesse Newell. From the Kansas City Star, has covered the Jayhawks and does it extremely well. Of course, that place, 
that Kansas City area on up to Lawrence, uh, it is uh, they're eating alive with Kansas basketball. KU, they can't get enough, and Jesse does a nice job, and he doesn't care what people think of him. Uh, he'll vote sometimes. Right now he's voting for Baylor ahead of KU. I don't know how you would do that, but he has all his numbers that tell him what to do, and um, he follows that. All right, it's the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Uh, we need to get into this Art Briles story. Art Briles is back in college coaching, and uh, we'll tell you where and what we think about this next. It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor women's basketball, number five in the nation, continues to roll with a win in Stillwater. We'll give you details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Allen Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. Melissa racing into the front court, wants to take it all the way and lays it in. A nice drive down the left side of the lane. And then a nonchalant right-hand finish. I say nonchalant. She made it look nonchalant by the ease in which she laid it in. One of the highlights from last night's Baylor women's win in Stillwater over Oklahoma State, courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Two of Nalissa Smith's game-high 19 points in the game, her 18th double-double of the year with 19 points and 15 rebounds in a 65-58 Baylor win over the Cowgirls. Baylor also got 17 from Sarah Andrews and 13 from Queen Egbo to overcome 19 turnovers on the night. The win gets the Bears to 22-5 on the season, 12-3 in Big 12 conference play, headed into a big weekend in the Farrell Center on Saturday with ESPN's college game day in the morning, then a doubleheader, the women versus Kansas at 2, the men versus Kansas at 7. Here's Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin. We know, we know Kansas coming to town for the men is a huge game. We know that. Um, it's amazing that game day is there. And, and you know, I, I'm certainly not the men's biggest fan, but I'm right up there, you know. And so, um, but I don't want to get lost in translation with this because our game with Kansas is a huge game mm-hmm. for us, um, keeping pace in the Big 12 standings, um, you know, and, and our goals for a Big 12 championship. And so, you know, I just, we, we need the fans. We, we absolutely need them. They need to come to two games. 
you know, they've got to be at our game first. We need the students to not be in line for the for the men's game and be in our gym for that game. You know, we're really excited that we've got alumni weekend um, coming and we're welcoming back more than 50 former um, student athletes from the women's basketball program. We're talking about four decades um, worth of barrettes, lady bears and, and you know, bears. and yeah. bears, you know. And so, you know, I, I just think it, it can be a, a great environment. Um, and so I hope people understand that, you know, that those former um, women's basketball players are going to be back and, and we're going to honor them. And Nikki Collin following last night's 65-58 Baylor win in Stillwater over the Cowgirls. Next action Saturday against Kansas in the Farrell Center. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm Gian Morris. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Partly cloudy and cold conditions tonight. We'll see low temperatures fall to 23 degrees. Tomorrow, increasing clouds with just a slight chance of a rain shower in the afternoon. A high of 45, but a much better chance of rain right now on Saturday with a high of 43. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. John Morris here telling you all about my friends at Marineland Boating Center, home of Crest Pontoon Boats and Yamaha Outboards. They have boats in stock for immediate delivery. Enjoy days of fishing and family boating fun from Crest Pontoons, powered by Yamaha Outboard Motors. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or on the web at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. 54th District Judge Susan Kelly here. Over a year ago, I survived a rigorous application process in which I competed against other serious qualified candidates. After a thorough vetting, Governor Greg Abbott appointed me to the 54th and now endorses me because I apply the rule of law and deliver justice for all. A conservative Republican, I have managed to move the docket this past year, ensuring that every accused receives justice and if convicted, receives swift and proper punishment. Early voting has started. Please vote and keep Judge Kelly. Political ad paid for by Susan Kelly from a Clinton County Judge Campaign. Keep up with Baylor softball on ESPN Central Texas. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. ProStar Rental is the number one choice for all of your equipment rental needs. No matter the project, they got you covered. Plus, their friendly local staff is always available to answer your questions. They have a large selection of quality equipment available to rent for any project, big or small. And they have eight locations across Texas to serve you, including locations in Waco and Belton. Visit online at ProStarRental.com for more info. ProStar Rental, they make work easier. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Number five Baylor women keep the winning streak alive, beating Oklahoma State 65 to 58. The Bears will be at home on Saturday hosting Kansas. Major League Baseball will begin canceling regular season games if the two sides can't come to terms on a new collective bargaining agreement by Monday. Two-time major champion Zach Johnson is taking over as Ryder Cup captain. The American Southwest Conference basketball tournament gets underway this afternoon in Belton at the Mayborn, starting with the UMHB women facing off with Bellhaven and the Crusader men taking on Concordia. Tipping that game is tonight at 7.30. Texas Rangers top prospect Josh Young underwent surgery yesterday to repair a torn labrum in his left shoulder, sidelining him for at least six months and stopping him from competing for the starting job at third base for the Rangers. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Well, coming up, we'll just have to say goodnight to you, but we always send you on your way, tell you a few things you ought to watch this evening, and uh, taking care of business like that as we uh, continue to do so. Tomorrow's kind of an exciting show because we'll be live from the Baylor Club and love everything to do with the, uh, the Baylor Club, and uh, there's memberships available. They've got some great deals, the panoramic views of not only the Brazos River, but the uh, McLean Stadium. It's a really cool place to hang out. And then tomorrow night, I'll be in, uh, I'll have to change into a suit and tie at some point during the broadcast and then attend a Baylor Line Foundation um, dinner. It's a Hall of Fame dinner. And that's going to take place. And I've been telling you it. Uh, you just go to BaylorLine.com slash KRZI, and you could still get a ticket and join me there. And you can come up, ask me anything. I may. Uh, I uh, I had joked that I had re- prepared some remarks for this event, uh, Aaron. I don't think anybody's asked me to speak. So I, you know, I will get all the speaking out from four to six, and then the. Uh, our uh, deal starts at 6 o'clock tomorrow night with the Baylor Line Foundation. So this is um, exciting times. Thank you to Central National Bank, our title sponsor, uh, Chief of Graphics. Our, I mean, they do such a, a great job over there. Joe, uh, uh, Joe Nesbitt, Brian Fonville, Bill Nesbitt over there, Tom Nesbitt up the road in Austin. Just a tremendous, we, we love the Nesbitt family and hope to see some of the Nesbitt, uh, members of the Nesbitt family and our C&B family at tomorrow night's banquet. All right, today the big news is, well, Art Bryles is back in college coaching. Some thought it would never happen. It was going to have to take a special situation, and that's what's happened. Art Bryles has, over the years, had a, a really good relationship. I don't know exactly where it started. I'd have to look back. But Hugh Jackson, who's been, I guess Hugh spent some time as the offense coordinator. Did he ever serve as the interim coach of the Raiders? I know he was the head coach of the Browns. Now he's the head coach at Grambling State. And for people, uh, Grambling is a uh, a uh, HCBU, historically, uh, HBCU, historically black college and universities. And and um we've uh we've just, it's just an interesting uh, uh situation because no one thought they've tried Aaron detailed that earlier Southern Miss tried to hire him they couldn't handle the blowback they said no no no, no we're not going to do that 
it was kind of like a coach. They the, the head coach got out over his skis and they said, nope, that's not going to happen. And then a CFL, a Canadian Football League team, tried to sign him. That didn't happen. The only people so far that have hired Art Bryles is an Italian, some kind of Italian football team, which is like a semi-pro type thing that happens over in, I think he was in uh, Florence. I think he was over in Florence, not where Art intended his career to be heading. And then um, uh, he coached at Mount Vernon. And there was a family there in Mount Vernon that uh, I happen to know, and they stood by Art and were huge fans of his. And that's the that's why that lasted and worked is because they took all the blowback and were willing to do that. It appears that Grambling will take all the blowback. A lot of times, they they you you hear a report, oh they're looking at Art, and then it just goes away because they start to get the blowback and they can't deal with it. It appears that uh, the president of Grambling. And the AD and then the head coach, Hugh Jackson, will deal with this. Now, generally, you don't see white coaches at, uh, at predominantly uh, black schools like what you're talking about with, uh, uh, with Grambling. And that, but that's different here. And uh, I remember there was a famous story just a few years ago, or it may have been quite a few years ago now, because I think they did something on Sports Illustrated. They had a white quarterback at Grambling. And it was a huge deal because it had never happened. And so, or it had never, maybe they hadn't had a starting quarterback. Well, this certainly is, is not so much about race as, as it is about Art's past, what he's been, uh, you know, the, the, he was the face of, of Baylor. And so much of the scandal was laid at his feet. Again, fair or not, I think a lot of people listening to us right now think that, uh, it, too much was was uh, he was blamed for. He ended up getting a large settlement. I don't know from a PR standpoint if Art's ever always gotten great advice because after uh, the NCAA came out and decided not to penalize Baylor, Art's uh, lawyer immediately came out and basically said, well, Art's vindicated. Well, in the wording of that NCAA ruling, they didn't exactly vindicate him. That's the way they interpreted it. Um, as someone who's known Art a pretty long time now, I feel good that he gets another chance because I do like seeing people get second chances in life. I think a lot of people, even Baylor people, think that way. I also understand and am sympathetic toward the thought that he didn't deserve this. And, you know, it's just interesting to me that all his assistants got to go on with their careers. His son, his son-in-law is now the uh, offense coordinator at uh, Oklahoma uh, the his defense coordinator is defense coordinator at UNT. I mean, uh, Jeff. Um, I mean, if you go, Art, uh, his son Kendall Bryles is the offense coordinator for Arkansas. So his entire staff, they were able to go on with their careers. Now, maybe you say, well, Art, that's just the way it works. Art was the face of all this. He had to pay the biggest price. He did pay a price. He lost his career. Now. The, the victims in this case obviously paid the biggest price, and that's where our thoughts should always be, first and foremost. But it's a, uh, it's, I think a lot of us had thought it'll never happen. Nobody will ever hire him to be back in college in grambling has stepped forward and done that. Now, Aaron, I want to get your uh, – I know you've been monitoring some of our text messages that have come in, 254 
662-1660. The, the one I saw earlier today was just, um, in, in fact, somebody texted me or maybe DM me and just said, I love seeing people get second chances. Now, again, as a society, sometimes we do like second chances. We like redemption stories. But there's a lot of people out there that did not want to see Art Bryles get a second chance in college football. And again, I understand that. I understand that that perspective and point of view, and I don't really have anything to refute that with. Um, it just, you know, sometimes I'm thinking, well, uh, should should he get another crack at this? I, I, I don't know. It's a tough it's a tough one. I know we have people that are weighing in. Aaron, I want to get your take on this, but tell us real quick what are uh, what are some of the thoughts coming in on our text line? That's two five four six six two sixteen sixty from the four six nine area code Dallas. I'm a big fan of the Art Brawl Second Chance, but we'll see how the voice of public opinion treats the grambling his grambling hire as OC, and that was going to be one of my points. I was going to ask you. Well, I'll just say this. I don't think when they start two-a-days that Art Bryles will be the offensive coordinator. Mm. When you say that, are you talking about spring football? Yeah. Are you talking about what's I coming don't, up? You, I mean, I think it'll think happen the, quicker than that, but I, I just don't think that that he'll remain as the offensive coordinator. They're, the blowback hasn't started yet. That You know, it kind of was – they floated it last week, and everybody's like, ah, it probably won't happen. Now that it's officially happened, people now, like – the heat gets turned up, so to speak. And, you know, you're right. They can ignore it, but I don't think that it'll get ignored, and I don't think he will be the offensive coordinator next year. And if I'm wrong, I'll cop to that when it, you know, when, yeah. when it comes no, around. That. But I, I, don't, I don't think he will. That's, I, I, that's an interesting perspective, and I'm glad you said that. I, I just wonder if, much like this Cowboy story, we kind of wondered, okay, is this a one-day story, a two-day story? Is the NFL going to do anything with it, this uh, salacious story involving the PR? And it looks like the NFL's not going to do anything. And, uh, you know, maybe Jerry will finally get asked about it uh, around the combine and respond. But it looks like that story will eventually kind of go away. Now, is this a, this is a completely different kind of story, what Art was a part of? I get all that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying... That's another. Uh, that's a huge organization. This was a big story, and it's already people have kind of not even talking about it anymore. The Baylor thing was an enormous story when it happened. People didn't think Browse would be back. The reason I think it might work is because, I mean, let's not pretend, Aaron, that you and I come on here talking about grambling football very much. The only time we talk about anything going on in the SWAC or uh, the FCS what, you know, programs is like when Dion got involved and started getting these great recruits. I mean, it, it, it takes something like this for us even to talk about it. Now, uh, historically, uh, 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 black colleges and universities, H- HBCUs, are getting a lot more attention because the NFL is trying to raise awareness and doing things and a lot of money is being given to causes like that. I'll just say like Howard, for instance, recently we found out that they had horrible living situations for the kids. I'm not talking about even talking about their like uh, their athletes. I'm talking about for the, just the university. So there, it's, there's still not enough being done. I guess what I would say, Aaron, I don't – after that first game – 
where everybody shows up to do the story on Art coming back, I, I won't everybody kind of move on? I mean, game two, they end up playing whoever, and uh, Grambling's on the schedule. Unless Grambling's on Baylor's schedule, and I don't think that's the case, or nor it will be the case, then I think everybody kind of moves on, and Art can just go coach at Grambling. So I, I, I think to be able to do this, you have to be able to ride out the initial storm, and I think Grambling's probably going to end up being able to do that. But I, you may be right, Aaron. I'm, I'm, I'll be very anxious to see. I guess I think the bigger, after this initial thing happens, the bigger story will be like his first game or whatever. Kind of like the first practice when everybody showed up there to talk to him at Mount Vernon and all the Waco people drove down there. Paul and other people, you know, made their way. We sent people from our station to be there at his first practice. I think if Grambling can survive that first wave, then they're probably okay. Right or wrong, they probably can ride this thing out. And whatever you say about Art, the guy can flat-out coach. So I expect Grambling to have one of the more exciting offenses in the nation, and I expect for Grambling to start winning nine or ten games a year. And the truth of the matter is I can't tell you what Grambling's done the last ten years. Okay, I could lie and look it up and act like I know, but I don't, you know, I don't want to come across like I'm cover grambling all the time. Aaron, anything anything in in that like do you do you think today and again we can hear from more of our Baylor people 254-662-1660. I I think we're a country that loves second chances and loves redemption stories. But we kind of want it on our terms. Like, we want the redemption to be after something less awful than what happened at Baylor. And now, I think the CAB people, the Baylor people that have stuck with art through thick or thin, I mean, this is a very exciting day, and there's no reservations about, like, oh, we feel mixed feelings about this. It's like, art, I think there are, I think still... 30 40 percent of Baylor fans think Art should have never been fired and I that you know that I just think that's I, I don't again I don't want to get into the debating whether that's wrong or horrible or this or that but I I think if you go and you went to a Baylor game and you just were able to kind of secretly go visit with every person at that game let's say a, a 50,000 people show up at a football game I would say that one-third of those people would say Art should have never been fired. Aaron? Um, that's maybe a little high, but I don't think it's super far off. I, it blows my mind, but I think you're right. Yeah, well, it's uh, – and I know you were, you know, a, probably an enormous Art fan, and then when this all happened – I mean, I think I've heard you talk about it before. I mean, I think just like a lot of people felt so awful for everybody involved, uh, namely the victims, uh, first and foremost, that it just changed. I mean, I remember I remember just feeling anger and then and then also trying. I think Baylor people, Aaron, still try to, uh, you know, try to put it in perspective, like what all those years meant, because they were so fun 
and they were the greatest years, like in Baylor football history up to that point, for any Baylor fan. And then, then it's like, wait, how do we look at this now? And I think part of that now is like, okay, what do you think of art? 254-662-1660 if you want to weigh in on that. Next, it's the dismount. We have to say goodbye. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Baylor Baseball, all season long here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. The Bears continue their season opening homestand hosting Duke this weekend at Baylor Ballpark. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1 for the Bears and the Blue Devils. Coach Rod and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. Northern Tool and Equipment is the store for over 100,000 tools. Here you'll find the right tool for any job with brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Honda, Lincoln, and more. The Northern Tool and Equipment lot and garden sale is going on now. Stop in and save on sprayers, spreaders, aerators, wagons, garden equipment, and more. Shop in-store, online, or get it curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment, quality tools for serious work. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. This is ESPN Central Texas. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extra Co Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. Say big during the President's Day sales event at Allen Samuels. The new 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee L has total values of $2,000. For all first responders, get an extra $500. Shop the new car inventory for power, performance, style, and reliability today from their huge new car and truck inventory only at Allen Samuels in Waco. Now's the time to drive the amazing Jeep Grand Cherokee L you want. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements. Baylor Sports Beat. Weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. 
And a lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing. You're listening to Janelle, an art support specialist at the Good Feet Store. The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life. Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Good Feet Store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Number five Baylor women keep the winning streak alive, beating Oklahoma State 65 to 58. The Bears will be at home on Saturday hosting Kansas. Major League Baseball will begin canceling regular season games if the two sides can't come to terms on a new collective bargaining agreement by Monday. Two-time major champion Zach Johnson is taking over as Ryder Cup captain. The American Southwest Conference basketball tournament gets underway this afternoon in Belton at the Mayborn, starting with the UMHB women facing off with Bellhaven and the Crusader men taking on Concordia. Tipping that game is tonight at 7.30. Texas Rangers top prospect Josh Young underwent surgery yesterday to repair a torn labrum in his left shoulder, sidelining him for at least six months and stopping him from competing for the starting job at third base for the Rangers. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, been a fun show. Jesse Newell, Chris Platt on with us earlier. We uh, drafted by the uh, by the Generals. Love that. I love that the USFL is back. I mean, now these leagues, I know people are like they never work. They never work. I I, I just still get excited about it though because it it reminds me of those old days those USFL teams in the 80s I believe it was early 80s like 83 84 I think it's about 1984 Jim Kelly would have been the first pick San Antonio gunslingers what do we decide Houston was the Houston what were they oh the gamblers yeah yeah the gamblers all right we did have uh I always encourage you guys to to uh text us and weigh in and I really appreciate it our our uh text line did light up with some Art Briles thoughts and opinions. Aaron, uh, read, a, read a few of these real quick, if you don't mind. Uh, the last last one asked how many players were actually convicted. Of the of the Baylor players? Yes. Well, we, we, we certainly know the lineman, Elliot, who was uh, uh, put away for a uh, defensive end. For a lot of years, um, I know I know what they're saying. The watch coup thing was the first huge story that lit the whole scandal that Texas Monthly wrote about, and he was convicted. Then it was overturned. At one point, it was reinstated. It's been all through appeals. I I think Samuel Watchku is no longer in jail uh, because honestly, the the sentence was not that long. I think they ended up putting him in uh, prison for like six months, either six to nine months. And so certainly he's been out for a long time. And trying to think, uh, oh, Sean Oakman was, of course, accused and uh, was found not guilty. So, and, and again, a lot of the things that were alleged and a lot of things that happened, I mean, just because they don't have convictions on all of these things doesn't mean 
you know, there weren't bad things happening. But I understand what the uh, what the uh, caller means. Any others, or do we have to go, Aaron? Can yeah, you sneak one last one in? Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. We'll get more. Appreciate everybody who uh, was part of this thing. It was a big story today. We've hit it from every uh, angle. Tomorrow, Baylor Club, 4-6, to six, and we'll get you ready for college game day. Baylor versus Kansas. It's all coming up. Have a great evening. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 basketball on today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Coming up, two games complete in the Big 12 last night, plus ESPN's College Game Day headed to Waco this weekend. Details straight ahead on today's Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. Hey folks, John Morris for the Bruner Auto family. If you're thinking about a Chevrolet, Chrysler, Buick, Dodge, GMC, Jeep, Cadillac, Toyota, or quality pre-owned vehicle, visit BrunerAuto.com. Bruner serves all of Texas with delivery to your location. Now Baylor fans get the